What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to talk about Bitcoin, my favorite cryptocurrency. I've been adding strategically um, as the price has been coming down um, amidst all this crazy economic crisis that's going down, a lot of interesting monetary policy moves. Um, so I wanted to take a moment, discuss why I'm buying Bitcoin, sort of my thesis and what fundamental metrics I'm tracking and why those convince me um, that now and particularly why this valuation um, was a good enough point for me to j jump in. Um, I've been a longtime Bitcoin fan. If you've been following the channel, love the cryptocurrency, owned it for years and years. Um, and now I'm building slowly and steadily um, back up my position. So if we take a look at hypercharts, um, this is hypercharts.co slash BTC. This is looking at the market price chart over the past year. Um, as you can see, Bitcoin had a huge, uh, was hovering around nine or 10K here. And then as the market crash has started to happen, a huge pullback in the price of Bitcoin um, falling almost, I think it fell over 50% in one day. It hit like almost above 3000 at one point in the middle of the day, um, but it's since bounced back a little bit. Um, this has been causing sort of an ideological rift in the Bitcoin community because a lot of people view Bitcoin as sort of this um, flight to safety asset. That's what a lot of longs have been saying that, you know, if things crumble in the global economy, Bitcoin will survive because it's stronger than U the U.S. dollar. Yet when the stock market crashed, Bitcoin took a huge pullback. This caused many of people on the other side of the coin to say, look, Bitcoin is a risk on investment. It's like a super high P.E. stock when times are really good, when there's money floating around the system. Sure, Bitcoin gets some, but it's not really a flight to safety. Um, so I think these two ideological camps have and, and the short term sort of it's not a flight to safety camp dragging the price down has represented a huge opportunity. I think it's got a lot of short term thinking. Um, out of Bitcoin. And I think long-term, the fundamentals of the cryptocurrency are actually better than ever because what we're seeing as a reaction to this crazy health crisis is a massive spillover into the economic system, uh, which is causing huge liquidity crisis across all sorts of debt markets um, and is requiring governments to step in with massive liquidity pumps, aka printing a ton of money to save the economy. Um, this is you know, contributing more and more to the bull case of, of Bitcoin, which is that the fiat currency system is inflated. You know, this whole uh, theory that we should constantly be inflating currency, essentially diluting the purchasing power of the U.S. value over time. Um, and then we're basically accelerating that as every year goes on. Um, and this entire crisis has accelerated that. I mean, you start thinking about not only, you know, these investments the Fed's making to save the repo markets, but when you start thinking about the investments the U.S. government might make in UBI, basically start paying every citizen per month as this shutdown happens. You know, the Fed's cutting interest rates more and more, and the U.S. is even potentially looking like we could head into a negative interest rate policy. So my point is, at a high level, the fiat system appears to be collapsing. And the whole theory of Bitcoin is that it's a better version of gold in terms of gold being this asset class that is a hedge against inflation. And so I think in the way, way the entire financial system works, the need for an asset that's easy, that's, you know, reliable, that everybody trusts, that everybody can move, that's a hedge against inflation is huge. Uh, gold, you know, $7.5 trillion worth of gold out there. Um, and I think you could say, okay, half that's for jewelry, half that's just for show. You know, only half that is actually as a store value inflation hedge. I mean, that's still multi-trillion dollar market for the store value inflation. I think Bitcoin is easier to move than gold. It's easier to cut up than gold. You can actually own it yourself instead of relying on a third party, holding it in a vault. It's just built for the internet era, which is what we're living in, in case you hadn't noticed. And so I think just based on being this inflation hedge digital gold, we, we could see Bitcoin hit a several trillion dollar uh, network value. Right now, the network value, because there's only 21 million Bitcoins that will ever be minted, um, there's about 18 and a half million outstanding right now. Um, we're looking at a network value about 122 billion um, as I'm recording this episode with the price at about 6,700 per Bitcoin. So when I'm talking about just becoming an inflation, uh, when I'm talking about just replacing gold in this one use case, we could see a 10, 20, 30X move in Bitcoin if it actually gets there and fulfills that destiny. So, um, you know, when I think at a high level about Bitcoin, it's this 
way that we can store value over time. I think that's a very important piece of technology in our society. You know, the US dollar, tens of trillions of dollars floating around with, you know, and their whole product is storing value over time. Like I said, gold, a couple trillion dollars storing value over time. Real estate, another asset class that stores value over time, tens of trillions of dollars. And I think a, you know, an algorithm that is mathematically driven, that's decentralized, that's built for the internet, essentially a cryptocurrency is this new technology to store value over time that I think people are having a hard time wrapping their heads around, but I think it's a whole new category, a whole new way to store value. You know, I think of this super like, you know, uh, like barbarically, like we're just monkeys. There's all these technologies that we can leverage to store our value with that we've worked so hard to accrue. And I think, you know, in, in that huge pie of things that we can use to store value, equities, real estate, cash, bonds, gold, I think cryptocurrencies are an interesting new sliver and an interesting new technology that frankly, I think will take a pretty big market share. And we're talking about a pie that's potentially $100 trillion um, fiat dollars large and getting bigger and bigger. And so I think Bitcoin, you know, you're still, even though it looks like a $120 billion company, I think you could still get venture style returns by investing today if some of these crazy theses work out. And before I get into the math of the valuation a little deeper, another plot thread I want to tie into this is Jack Dorsey and Square, one of my one of my favorite companies out there. Um, a huge operator of Bitcoin. They have the Cash App, making it super easy to buy and sell Bitcoin. Um, Jack Dorsey himself. Uh, owns a bunch of Bitcoin, has been buying it, says it could be the future reserve currency of the internet. Um, and Square is literally one of the biggest payment companies in the world, rapidly growing into this digital financial first, you know, millennial Gen Z bank. And they are making it easier for millions. The Cash App has 29 million users and they're letting people buy Bitcoin. I mean, that's 29 million people to potentially introduce the Bitcoin network. That 29 million number is growing like 60%. So, you know, you think about one of the largest tech payment companies moving in, trying to accelerate the adoption of Bitcoin. One of my bull case crazy theses is, you know, this just rides Square. I think Square is going to dominate the small business, uh, you know, in-person retail point of sale. They could easily transition from using dollars to some sort of cryptocurrency. They're already kind of working on that behind the scenes. Square has already launched this sort of uh, Bitcoin, you know, crypto group as in an act to like sort of donate coding resources um, to the Bitcoin community. So, I think Bitcoin um, is in its very early stages now, and just because it's not a payment volume that you're using today to go buy your coffee, A, doesn't mean it will be, and B, it never even needs to get to that stage for you to see a massive appreciation in the price per Bitcoin. And so, I don't know, this is a high-level rant that may not be making too much sense, but um, I see Bitcoin as having a key place in the future of the digital monetary system, and that's why I've been buying in, and I think $120 billion is a pretty cheap multiple. So. Um, just to show you guys why, this is a really interesting chart, bitinfocharts.com. This is the Bitcoin sent in US dollars every day. It says G, but it's uh, supposed to be billions. And this is the 30-day simple moving average. Um, I, we can just use the raw values, but I just want to show you there's a huge spike here, which is, I think, distorting a lot of the data. I don't know if this is right or not, but to, um, so I didn't want to use that. And I, I basically wanted to see, what I'm trying to see here is how much Bitcoin gets moved every day on the network on average. So let's just take the moving average of the daily amount spent to sort of smooth this out. This is where that huge data point hit. This is where it gets taken out of the data set. So I wanted to go after here to see what sort of trends we're seeing in the amount of Bitcoin sent per day. Because, you know, to me, Bitcoin is how do you value the utility of this random cryptocurrency? Is it how many people are using it? Is it how much money is being sent on the network? Is it, you know, how many people are working to code it? Is it how many organizations accept it? It's Is it how big the hash rate is, aka how secure the network is? There's all these new statistics about how we could potentially value these cryptocurrencies networks, but the truth is nobody really knows how to value them. It's a totally new field of economic thought, which is what makes it so exciting. But some of my ways I like to value it is like, okay, well, how much money is this network moving? How much money is that network moving relative to fiat networks? What is the value of those fiat networks? Then we can start to back in on a loose sort of value um, um, of what the Bitcoin network is. And so 
getting back to this chart, you know, I'm looking at here, this number right here change as I get the certain days. And as you can see, seven, eight billion per day, nine billion, 10 billion per day, um, seven billion per day. It sort of goes in waves. Now, if we go most recently, we're looking at seven or eight billion per day um, on average. If we zoom out to like the all-time chart here, you can look that in January, 2019, a year ago, um, or sorry, we're in March. March 2019, year ago, we're moving about five or six billion a day. So that's 20 to 30%, you know, year over year increase, roughly, as you can see, moving a little bit higher. Then there are these huge spikes where, like, in March of 2018, it was even higher, but that was when this we had this crazy um, roar in the price of Bitcoin and a lot of Bitcoin was being sent on the network. Anyway. This is a long way of me getting to the point, which is on average, I assume that we're, there's about 7.5 billion of Bitcoin moved each day. So I plug that in to, to Wolfram Alpha, quick calculation, $7.5 billion moved a day on the network times 364 days a year. I know there's 365, but I just did 364. That gets us to $2.73 trillion. So right now, the Bitcoin network, about on average, according to my research, is moving $2.3 trillion per year, or that's the run rate. I mean, that's a you know, think this is moving trillions of dollars of value. Like this is a real network um, that is across tens, probably over a hundred countries um, transacting hundreds of thousands of transactions per day, moving trillions of dollars per year. I mean, this is a legitimate piece of the system already. Um, and I think that just can't be overstated. Just to put that in context, um, $125 billion, which is the current net price of the network of Bitcoin, divided by $2.73 trillion, the, big, the network value of Bitcoin is about 4.6% of the money moved on an annual basis of the Bitcoin network. So now we're starting to get this ratio that we can start to play with and plug in other monetary systems. I thought the closest comp, personally, would be PayPal. PayPal, 97 bucks a share right now, market cap of $114 billion, doing almost $5 billion in revenue a quarter. PayPal's total payment volume, according to Statista, here's a chart that I found, um, was about $200 billion in Q4 2019, growing pretty rapidly. If we do that 115, uh, $114 billion market cap divided by $800 billion, which is the amount of money they moved, um, we're looking at about a 14% value. But you might say, oh, PayPal owns Venmo, that's not being counted. PayPal's better at monetizing uh, the transactions on their network, so that's why they should be valued a little bit higher. But the point is, you know, PayPal's trading at about 14% of the money moved on its network. Bitcoin's trading about 4.5% of the money moved on its network. Um, so, you know, PayPal moving 800 billion a year is worth the same as Bitcoin, which is moving almost 3 trillion a year. So when I look at these sort of comparables, um, I think, sure, PayPal's probably better at monetizing, but I think Bitcoin on a relative basis isn't looking that expensive. And my long-term thesis of Bitcoin um, is, I think, a way bigger vision than PayPal. You know, I really view it as becoming a digital gold, hitting a multi-trillion dollar um, network value one day. And I don't know, I think it's still totally risky. There's a lot of questions about the environmental impact of Bitcoin, which I have discussed and we'll make another video about. There's lots of, you know, I think it's just a risky piece of technology that's sort of a, a economic financial experiment. Could it collapse because the miners, the halving occurs and the price doesn't go up enough and not enough miners are profitable and the economics don't work themselves out and the whole network could collapse? Could it get hacked? Yes, a million things could go wrong with Bitcoin. It's not certain, but a million things could go right too. And this could become a bigger and bigger sliver of how we decide to you know, store value over time. And I think it will be. I just think algorithms and math and a decentralized you know, digitized system that's a piece of code is extremely disruptive and attractive in the digital era versus paper or rocks or a fiat-based system. Um, yeah, so I just think 
This is a trillion dollar asset class we're looking at and Bitcoin is by far the leader. Um, so anyway, that's my wrap up on Bitcoin. I've been nibbling on a little bit more at these prices, four and a half percent of the annualized transactions moved on the network. Um, I think that's not a bad number. Also, if you're interested in, in learning how to buy Bitcoin, I personally use Coinbase to buy Bitcoin, which I think is a great site, really good startup, well-funded, been around for a while, um, industry leader. I have a code where you get 10 bucks and I get 10 bucks. I think if you buy like a hundred worth of Bitcoin. So if you wanna you know get started, you can feel free to use my code. Anyway, this is HyperChange. Huge shout out to the Patreon supporters, producers, fun in the channel. Let me know what you think in the comments below. What is your value of Bitcoin? Um, see y'all next time. Peace.